yeah, we'll start with Billy. We'll go this way. So we'll start with Billy, and we'll go this way. So I'll make you start. Okay. Billy Wayne Davis, what's one nice thing? We start and end every show with a compliment. It's called mm-hmm. the compliment sandwich. What's one nice thing you're going to say about Night Court? The sh- the TV show? I it's, Yeah, you it's, could say the Night, night Court, no, the night 1930s court, the movie. No, Night is a different episode. Or just your appearances <laughs> in various courts. In yeah. I was like, I've never been to a Night Court. I uh, don't, I'm not positive they exist. They do. I'm they do. Talk oh, about okay. They do exist. <laughs> I did yes. some research. They do exist. Well, um, yeah, but there was a 1930s movie called Night Court that's I unrelated. I wasn't aware of that. I'm oddly, like, I really love that show, so... Had you seen it before? Oh yes. Oh okay. Yeah, I grew up with that show and like the oh great the themes the the theme song was really it's nostalgic for me. Like as soon yeah, as it started, yeah. I was I, like, oh shit, this is <laughs> I remember this. I have a story. Well, about you're like the theme not song. allowed to watch like some of it because and now I see it's like mostly John Larroquette's character. You're like, oh, I could see where like a child shouldn't watch <laughs> anything that dude, but he's so funny. It's well. It's like interesting because he can't. He's because he's a lech, but he can't say anything that's not G rated. So it's always like you know the mattress mambo, <laughs> you know, like, like how lecherous lawyers talk to each other. It's real toned down lechery. I am surprised at how many boners get walked off in the show. It's a lot. <laughs> no, it is. Oh it's my a god, lot. Yeah. It comes there up was kind of a, a lot. lot of yeah. boner panic. Yeah. I well, like, <laughs> The first scene. Are we in, we're, are we doing the show right now? Yeah, like do we introduce okay. ourselves? Okay. No, we'll do. I, so we we cold oh. open with the compliment. We'll introduce Got ourselves it. in a second. You don't okay. care. Who I, I am. was just making sure that yeah. we weren't wasting. No, no. But like good. even in the pilot, like I was shocked because the first joke is like a sex joke. Yeah, it is. And it's like, oh yeah, when they're like voyeuring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. They're watching people do it, and every well, both the guys are really into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there's she's actually other just like come later, on guys I'm holding this whole thing together. In the end, in the in the uh, finale there's two space aliens that are also watching people naked like that's, without their permission. It's a very man, That's yeah. night court. That's my compliment. <laughs> okay, it go, is, you can go. It is a diner. <laughs> it is a weird diner. You know everything you order is going to come up exactly it is scrambled eggs and hash browns as a show. It is the most dependable. Yeah. That pilot introduces a joke, two minutes later comes back to it, eight minutes later comes back to it, mm-hmm, and it yeah. closes on that joke, and that's the whole series. It is the dumbest, weirdest show that is perfectly written <laughs> and easily digestible. This is... I love uh, it. Next to Murder, She Wrote, <laughs> this is uh, the, the episode of Read It and Weep that I've done that is closest to my heart. That theme song, but those characters, I, Harry, man. I still... I loved so yeah, I love never. Harry. Every time I'm in New York, it's never what I want it to be because it's not the that opening credit. Yeah. <laughs> Of of Night Night Court. Court. No, it made me realize that watching it today, I was like, that's why like New York's never exactly what I want it to be. Because it's not hastily painted <laughs> plyboards. what I thought New York City As was a for a long time. That and like the intro to SNL. <laughs> Until I went to New York City, I was like, that's what it's like. Yeah, New York is just it's you hanging out on a stoop with a bunch of friends it and then going, hey, are you there? Wonderful. <laughs> but it's not. I like I actually really it smells way worse than you think it's going. My my favorite thing is how cheap the set looks, which it's sounds like an insult, but it looked in a way that's like we're just gonna. This is our aesthetic: is that we spent twenty five dollars. It's like a bottle series. Like the whole yeah. series is series like a, a bottle. bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode nine after, seasons after in episode. five rooms. Yeah, five yeah. Sets. yes, that's it. Yeah, that. Sorry, take there's a the courtroom, the hallway outside term. the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Bottle episode. Oh, yeah. Those who are not familiar. A bottle episode is an episode of television that takes place all in one location. So, like a bottle. Several episodes of television. Like you get locked had. in a freezer? Yes. Mm-hmm. This, the whole show, there's a courtroom and there is the cafeteria at, and newsstand. 
And I don't think I saw anything else. Harry's office. Harry's, Harry's office. office. Oh, right. And a jail cell. Oh, there was that. Oh, jail. sometimes they went <laughs> down into the tombs. Yes. There yes. was a jail cell. Yeah. Very <laughs> briefly. I, lo- I mean, I, I thought the aesthetic was kind of fun. And it made it... Because, like, everything in a real night court is the saddest. Yes. And so, but if you make the set look cheap <laughs> enough, it's not sad anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like the set's in on, like, this is, this is, we're making a sad thing kind of zany. Yeah. That's, because I think the whole format of the show is brilliant, is that you could just, you just bring in characters no matter what, because characters are always right. breaking the law. And they're always yeah. getting fined $50 so, in time service. So it's a, built, it's a built-in system to bring in, like, a zany person, like a new zany person. You know how zany it was? At one point, there was a gag, we didn't watch this in one of our episodes, but there was a gag where... He is like uh, finding an unseen perpetrator for harassment and is like, if you need food, just go to a restaurant. And then it cuts over and Wiley Coyote. It's Wiley Coyote. The animated Wiley Coyote is standing next to the lawyer. And that was the gag. Yeah. It was like, you leave, you leave that bird alone. Because if you read the Wikipedia <laughs> of the That's show, in which one I of the did shows? That's in one of the episodes. No, because they, they apparently like ditched the reality of the first like two seasons and made it, started letting it get real weird like later on. So I think mm. that was like a later season. It was, yeah. But I, I looked up that clip. <laughs> I did too. And it's it was really so funny. Because you just see Harry being like, you're just going to have to find another way to eat. <laughs> and then you just pan over and Wiley Coyote's like, <laughs> and Marky Post is defending Wiley Coyote. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Actually, I'm so happy. Kara, what's so your good. compliment? Uh, My compliment here? is: I think uh, Marsha Warfield is, was, and will have forever be a national treasure. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I think she's amazing. I can. I'm I not as good with names. Truly laughed. She was the uh, African American woman she who bull. plays. She played Bull's counterpart. <laughs> yeah, the, the she woman, was the third the straight, the, Yeah, I did find. So she's the third bailiff because the first two bailiffs both died. <gasps> at sixty three of lung cancer well, separately, there was two, it was a curse. Oh, that's role. so funny because in the in the pilot, well, no, it's not funny. Sad. No, it's not funny at all. But in the pilot, <laughs> that's funny. First of all, you never see a show where they do those freeze frames with the person's name mm-hmm. anymore, and oh, that was I like really that. bringing me back because I like to know the actors' names, and that's yeah, the only yeah. reason you really knew them. And then hers in the pilot, she just has like a butt hanging out of her mouth, and I was like, yes. you could never do that now. Yeah. And now it's sad to hear that. She no, died I remember lung thinking like, I think she died of lung cancer. Yeah. That's Hilarious. Clearly a prop. She uh, clearly a prop. She asked to be written into She's her like, character. Hey, could you just make it where I smoke all the time? Because yeah. I'm gonna smoke all the time. Yeah. But the yeah, third I'm one. Audition. I'm sag. sag. <laughs> I'm sag. Good afternoons, meat soups. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about late 80s sitcoms <laughs> always have been always will be uh i'm your host <laughs> alex falcone you can follow me on twitter at alex under thing falcone and i have an amazing panel of la-based comics that are hanging out with me in portland right now because it is bridgetown the most wonderful time of the year it's lovely or at least top five it's yesterday okay. was yeah. great christmas uh birthday christmas is in your top five times of the year most wonderful times of year yeah christmas oh my, pr- God. my birthday shark week bridgetown your parents still have that Friday. thing where it's like well as long as he says he still believes Do your parents Santa's still live son. in the same state like <laughs> so you still get you do you still get gifts from I still santa get gifts. you're like i believe in it. i <laughs> oh your grid so is so honest and santa. easy yeah. never, oh christmas just comes like a cheese grater against my skin every <laughs> single year it's just another nightmare of barely navigating politics and family friends. No, it's not it's good. Trouble. There's trouble, but it's also like cheat day for a month. 
Okay, that's fair. The food, yes. Uh, yeah. For two months worth of stuff, it come in. It is yeah. a lot of nonsense. I'm in it for the sides. It's a lot of nonsense for two, mo- two months. It if is. you're trying to eat like a human. Yeah. Like w- us as a society is like, no, it's this is shit. But for two months, we get to feed We're our faces. <laughs> so I'm like feeling anxiety right now because when I listen to a podcast where they just banter for too long before saying who they are, I'm always sure. like, who are you? Great question. So that voice that you heard. <laughs> just not going to say it. At Kara Clank. That's me. On Twitter yeah. uh, from Los Angeles. Kara yeah. Clank. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Ooh. I'm Caitlin Gill. I'm the one who drives us into Tangent Town. Yeah. You guys all know. I love going there. Now we're free to go. It's just up top. I need to know what everybody is. And you're Kara. <laughs> You're Kara, and then the, and then the third voice you were hearing just a second ago at Billy Wayne Davis on Twitter. You guys are all Billy well, Wayne. You you both are very celebrity like and having just the your name as a Twitter handle. Well, it's just Kaylin's at Robot Kaylin, but you're well, she's she's well. I'm the only Kara Clank in the world. So are I you? Really? I'm not just, funnier. Yeah. I'm just not good at social media. I dressed up as a robot for Halloween and didn't realize you couldn't change your handle like you can your bio. <laughs> Oops. Now I'm a robot forever. <laughs> I'm just lazy. I was like, I wonder if they have Billy Wayne Davis, and they did not. <laughs> Wait, so what are you? Billy Wayne Davis. <laughs> How'd you get it? I just typed in Billy Wayne Davis. <laughs> you what? I just typed in Billy Wayne Davis. <laughs> there's not me. I think there's like a dude in Australia who's reached out. I thought you out. just said that it wasn't I think you available. Did. So I was I asking heard how was. you got it. Was. Oh, okay, because I heard wasn't. All right. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. It was available. So this is episode <laughs> number 389 of the podcast. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> How many years have you been doing it? Almost eight. We count by ten. Holy moly, that's tens. crazy. What? We, we count by ten. <laughs> no, yeah, we started on nine, and it's every, <laughs> we count every ten. No, this is 389. We have now done as many episodes as the number of bootle- bootleggers arrested in Ghazabad in India in 2016. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You guys, of course, all know about uh, Ghaziabad, uh, uh, which is also often referred to as the gateway of Uttar Par- Pradesh. You know, you say they call that all the time, right? The gateway to Uttar Pradesh. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. Here's the thing. The reason I'm talking about this. So I find a fun fact for the number. Okay. This is 389. So 389 bootleggers arrested okay. because... There's a damn theme for everything we're doing. I know. <laughs> it's very... This show's a little overwritten. Because you have a format. Obviously, the so the bootleggers were arrested because they were smuggling uh, from Uttar Pradesh into Bihar because liquor's been banned in Bihar since April of 2016. It's a totally dry yeah. state in India. Uh, the maximum sentence for drinking alcohol is seven years. Isn't that a lot? That Jeez. seems like a lot. I think I would have gone in for about 96 years just last night. Yeah. Is it a yeah. basis? Do they check yeah. your tab at the end? It's a, yeah. You could, you know, like, do you, have you started a tab with the prison and then yes. you just, yeah, it just runs and then you got to tip four extra years Listen. at the end. Nope, just the prison of. Listen, I'm going to do 30 years tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not even, a, you can't, it's not divisible by seven. Or you're, you're leaving a half a drink. Yeah, I get. Yeah, well, you don't even it, drink, yeah. so you could just yeah set up shop in Bandahar or whatever think, place we're talking about. I don't think it has all the things I, I need to be happy. No, probably <laughs> not. Probably not the amenities that you're accustomed I, I, to. I, I, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I know. I know who I am and what I need. <laughs> the The measure has been apparently incredibly popular in Bihar. Although forty two thousand people <laughs> yeah, have been arrested. Yeah, because if you say that if you, you don't like it, they put you in jail. <laughs> no, this was it was a popular referendum. It was the people really pushed very hard for it. Uh, and it's uh, crazy. Maybe crazy? we'll finally get Kevin to stop drinking if we <laughs> pass this. <laughs> it's the largest intervention. The whole state. <laughs> it's just one dude. Like we all quit. He is a problem. Anyway, speaking of uh, versions of the criminal justice system, you don't always see this week. 
we're talking about Night Court. See, there was a reason I did that. It was a long well way done. to go. Segway Town. It's, there's a flimsy reason you did that. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Night Court, the NBC sitcom from uh, creator Reinhold Wieg, Ouija. W-E-G-E. He was from, as you guys obviously know, he's from MASH and Barney Miller. He was a writer for those shows. And this was like, what if we did Barney Miller in a courtroom? I don't know what Barney Miller is. You don't know what Barney Miller is? Yeah, is that weird? It's a really nice retail store, I think. (laughs) It's not that. That's different. But I literally was Wikipediaing Night Court just for extra information on top of the episodes. But I was like, what's Barney Miller? Like, I don't, when was it out? You were you weren't. I probably around. wasn't born. No, you were And then around. I just didn't catch any reruns. But I also like haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. It's familiar, but not like super familiar. It's, it's a it's a nineteen seventy four to eighty two. It's a it's like a it's a cop comedy. It's a New York. Oh, sitcom. like was anyone in it that we care we know about? Great question. I'm so bad. Molly I sure admire your honesty it. because this is on the long yeah. list of things. That just a pop culture reference that I not not along to. I'm aware that those two words have been used in conjunction yeah. with one another. Mm-hmm. The context is unimportant. Yeah. Nod and act. I'm like, like oh, no. I'll just be like, yeah, Barney Miller. But and with you guys, I feel Hal safe. Linden and Abe Vigoda. Of course, Hal Linden is he the is he the guy that was married God. to um mm-hmm. Dixie? Carter, no. You are good at this. You are, and you're. I'm like, I'm googling to keep up with the things you just know. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, I'm Dixie Carter, designing People women. Guys. I love designing women. That's Please. a great show. Too. Dixie Carter is the jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Max Gale, Ron Glass, Jack Sue. She was married anyway. to a guy named Hal, but I don't know if it was Hal. Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook. Yep, that's he who she's Mark married Twain. to. He was yeah. in Evening Shade. He's good. Yeah. He was in many episodes of Murder She Wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh this yeah, so impressive. He's a Cabot mm-hmm. Cove regular. It's like there's a <laughs> yes, reason yes. we ended up in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, yeah, I'm not that's even a what, fan. Like I don't when know I hear how. people talk about, it, I'm like, hey, I love that too. Oh, okay, I know why we're all here. Okay, this also, as you guys know, one uh, it was nominated for a lot of Emmys, but uh, you guys are talking about John. Lariquette. Lariquette. That's how you say it. John Lariquette, who won four consecutive Emmys. He four years in a row, he won Emmys. He was like the Julia Louis Dreyfus of the 80s. In the fifth year, he asked not to be considered. <gasps> oh, After four badass. in a row. I think I know. that's actually good form. I like, don't have room on the shelf. Hey, well, like four in I a just, row? Do you need a fifth Emmy? I'm not like, going to remodel for everything's the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> everything's kind of balanced in my house. <laughs> Where am yeah. I going to get another man? He's like, let's let Alan Thick have his day in the sun or whatever. Yeah. He he was. He what he said was so he, funny. In he that didn't show, want though. to be considered. He didn't want to be pigeonholed as a lecherous lawyer. So he I wanted. I think that's honestly four Emmys. They're like, well, you could play other roles, but a fifth Emmy, you're like lawyer forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that is a tipping point. Well, I think saying it and being well, like, I did and just doing see him way. on Law and Order SVU as a lawyer. Still, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, when he needs money, he's like, you know what I can do? I can bill by the hour. I can do real good. People love it. Yeah. So I had never seen the show before. The reason I, the reason why we're watching it this week, the reason why this was picked for us. So our, uh, our, our, we call them Meat Buddies, the people who support the show by donating, uh, had a vo- were voting, and each month they get to vote on Meat Buddies vote on a topic. This was their vote, and it was on the grounds that uh, some uh, the person who originally suggested it said, "I don't know why it's so revered." So you guys okay. are loving it more than I was expecting. I'm not necessarily loving it. I can okay. tell you exactly. I, I love it. I can tell you why I do. And yes. I, I feel this way about so much media. This You're in a passionate place in my fandom. <laughs> I love good, bad things. Yes. This is a bad thing that's exceptionally well done. Okay. It's not a good show. They know what right. they're it's doing. It's a thin yeah. premise that they stretch out for yeah. a really long time. Eight the characters seasons? are nine, I guess. Or nine? The nine characters yeah, nine seasons. are it's like comfort. one and a half dimensions. It's comforting. The yeah. jokes are incredibly predictable. Yeah. It, it, it is but uh, they're done subjectively well. not good. Or it, yeah. Uh, 
Objectively, it's not good. Yeah. Subjectively, I fucking love it all the time. Every minute of it is fun. It's it's delicious. Yeah. It okay. Here's what like watching that pilot. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to watch it as an adult because I instantly was like, I used to I, like this was my jam. Yes. And then when the fucking theme th- theme song hits, I was just like, Buh, oh, okay, I know what. But even in the pilot, Harry Anderson yeah. is like natural. Magician it's like, Harry Anderson. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like he's an like like, hey, I've been doing stand up and most of this shit. Like he looks like someone that's like, I'm in control of this show. He is yeah. very it's, natural, it's but then crazy. his girl love interest I thought was so bad in the pilot like well, she, she gets just, replaced yeah right? well I know she There's left like after the first season them, yeah. but like which I found out on my Wikipedia deep dive yeah but she like comes in and is like excuse me could I have a word with you <laughs> oh, like it is. nothing about I'm her from is the natural theater. is in yes. anyway she's playing <laughs> to the back of the room yeah. well, yes. it's only for we, Harry we yeah Harry is the one who gets like obviously he drove the car and wet yeah. he was gonna get to say and do there's yeah. no other actor in that pilot that had any there's lines that start with so what were you thinking like that uh, is written yeah. and they were unable to deviate from the fucking script which yes. is a cardboard box and yeah then, and then Larroquette took over making it interesting later because yes. like, he we, the thing that you guys love about how funny was started like three or four seasons in because in the beginning he was just conservative pipe smoking lawyer yes. he was so boring and then, and then he they becomes got into horn dog. Yeah, they're like, town. "What if you stopped eating anything but scenery for the rest <laughs> of your life?" What if you're so horny it makes you clumsy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I can do that." That's, yes. <laughs> and then he did. Well, he like even in the pilot, there's like one point he makes me laugh out loud, and it's it's all delivery and timing. Is Harry Anderson says hi to just he's just like hi, and then Laura is just like exhausted goes. Hi. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. That was good. So I'm going to, uh, well, well, first I should say that the uh, this episode is also today sponsored by The Guns Above, which is a new novel uh, by Robin Venice. It? It's the steampunk airship. I know this seems like the... Is it, then, is it out of Bend, Oregon? This I is, think I've been there. They've got fully automatic weapons. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual sponsor read. Uh, the Guns Above, new steampunk airship feminist war novel by Robin Bennis. Find out more at robinbennis.com. I'll tell you more about it in the ad break in, the, in a minute. I'm on. I can't wait. It's great. Uh, but now I want to read a summary of the show now. So for people who haven't watched any Night Court, <laughs> I want to read this. This is by uh, Ken Tucker, writing for Enter- Entertainment Weekly in 1992 when the show went off. Ken the Tucker, air. the newscaster from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Probably That's not. <laughs> That's where he came from. He might be a cartoon. Is this from an animated guy? He's, <laughs> He writes for Yahoo now, but I just love it because it was this was when the show was ending, and he, well, he oh wait, made, that's Tom Tucker. You got to edit that whole part out. No. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. No, you keep that in. I'm so fucking embarrassed. The people need to know. Oh who, my who god, Kara Clink said that. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna so get good Twitter at hate. A minute ago. Also, I'm gonna get also, Twitter hate. Caitlin no, didn't say that. You caught it fast enough because what happens is everyone was like halfway through an angry email where they were like, like "I hope you die." She got and then, it. Never mind. All right, Women fine. deserve to live another day. So here's Ken Tucker's take on the end of Night Court. At a time when any number of long-running series are waving bye-bye and leaving the... He wrote bye-bye in a column. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let us stop to help one of them depart. This week, after nine years, Night Court passes its last set of unfunny sentences on unfunny criminals. <laughs> and one can only hope that its mostly unfunny cast can retire in syndicated splendor. In the courtroom clearing finale, which a couple of us got to watch, Harry Anderson's blandly eccentric judge... Weighs job offer offerings ranging from Columbia Law School professorship professorship to a chance to tour with his idol. Yes, Melodious Mel Torme is back again to beat a one joke cameo into the ground. 
Markey Post's blandly nice lawyer wins a seat in Congress. Charles Robinson's blandly decent court clerk quits to become a filmmaker. Marshall Warfield's blandly hostile court matron <laughs> decides to stay where she is, glowering. Richard Mall's blandly dumb bailiff has an encounter with extraterrestrials. This is the end of the series. Yes. Uh, they go to space. He goes to space. Um, it cut off. I didn't see the best part. You didn't part. see the very ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and what of John Larroquette's blandly libidinous prosecutor? He almost gets married and then realizes he loves Christine. Even if you like the series, I'm sure you'll find this the flattest final, ep- final episode you've ever seen. Night Court started out in 1984 as Barney Miller in a courtroom, a, show, a showcase for a magician comic Anderson. After a few months, though, the producers seemed to realize that while Anderson was a bit too bland, Larroquette was just itching to chew some scenery and could do it well. Rarely has horny smugness been so convincingly portrayed week after week. <laughs> uh, he hasn't seen New President. Uh, <laughs> but primetime impo- uh, imposes strict <laughs> limits on the depiction of horniness with the result that after a while feeling seems like a rebellious sat- uh, satyr without a cause anyway uh, he didn't care for the show the point is I wanted to read that because I liked how many times he said bland uh, what you call perfection n- Tom Tucker from Family Guy refers to <laughs> as uh, a lot of bland characters doing the same thing over Look, and over again well for nine years yeah <laughs> I don't wear my pink fluffy robe covered in cat hair out to the Met Gala. This is a pink comfy robe, robe covered in cat hair. It's not yeah. a great mm-hmm. show. It's not, it's not the thing you put on to impress. You put it on yeah. to chill out and it g- g- disappear yeah. into nothing. perfect banality. Fucking nothing. Yeah. 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 Kara, did you it watch is... this when you were younger? Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like When I was younger, I watched Cheers and mm-hmm. I remember that this was the lead-in, that yeah. was the lead-in for Night Court and I I specifically always remember like watching a few minutes of Night Court and then my siblings and I being like, nah, and we would always turn it off. So it's like I knew who Marky Post was. I knew who Harry Anderson was. I knew the general gist of the show, but I didn't um, watch it like really at all. Like I said, knowing the characters, but I was a page at NBC at one point and I wanted to tell this little story because at the, we as pages would give studio tours and it was just a blessing <laughs> and we we would take them around to like all the different studios and at the very end we would take them to this studio that we had constructed that was a weather map so they could see how a green screen works right where we'd like we'd mm-hmm. key out the map Tourists and put it back the in they'd be like i'm wearing green i disappeared like they would yeah. you know go crazy yeah and then we would take them over they would go over to this fake news desk that was like a fake today show desk and they could take pictures with each other that they would then buy at the gift shop to pay even more than they already paid for this fucking tour Meanwhile, us pages got to sit at this little control booth and we got to play with a soundboard that was all NBC um, show show theme songs. Sure. Uh-huh. So when I was listening to this, I had like a visceral reaction because I would always play the Night Court one because I just liked how jazzy it, it was. So jazzy. And it's I would fun. go from that into like bum 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 yeah. bum like and then we would do like all these different like friends and like all these different things. So when you were mentioning how great the theme song was, I was like, yes, I did have some fun with the theme song it's in great. my day. But the show, I was never really it, So you were there for Must See TV, but you didn't see all of it. Yeah. I mean, I was you young. Yeah. I was young when this was on. You know what show I never gave a shit about? Mad About You. Yeah. Yeah, I tried and couldn't. I, just, no. I did that to Mad About You. But I will say, I've probably seen more full episodes of Mad About You than I have of Night Court, but I agree with you 100%. My aunt was always like, and I've seen, like, so this, the, I've noticed lately, like, people are like, I love Frasier. I'm like, I've been watching that shit since, like, the jump. Because my <laughs> aunt was all, like, when I moved to Seattle, it was like a, it was a big deal for my aunt. Because she was like, Frasier. And I was like, it's not, it's kind of like that. 
it's worse. So ground this for me. Where was this? Like I was watching like Urkel. I remember that. Was that before? Was this around the same time? This is before that, right? Wait, yeah, yeah, this, this is, is before not, that. Okay. Urkel on show ABC. ended in ni- no, 92. No, Urkel was on... It was after Family, Full House. Was a, but yeah, yeah, that was ABC. ABC, was a, yeah. yeah. ABC. You're right. It was Full House. It was mm-hmm. Family Matters. Then there were swaps in of Step TGIF. by Step. Yes. And TGIF. Going Places, which was a show with Heather Locklear and Alan Ruck. I don't know if anyone watched that. I, did not. I was not allowed to watch TV during a week, so Friday night television was very important to oh, me. I understand. <laughs> so that was, so yeah, that was that was TGIF. Must See TV was Thursday NBC. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out if that was why I didn't watch this. And I think it's because it was a little early before my parents relaxed the TV rules. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I did not watch Cheers. I did not watch Frasier. Also, I think like when you're that young, when you're like 10 or like nine, when I was watching mm-hmm. this show, I don't know. I, I guess like the physicality of Larroquette would have made me laugh. But like the jokes that they're making now that I watch them as an adult, I'm like, I don't think I would have gotten these. And so I no. and then with the such a drab set, mm-hmm. like nothing was dragging me in the way like cheers. I'd always be like that Woody is hilarious because he was like such a dumb dumb, you know, bull was a very large man. Oh, that would have been a li- he's hilarious the one I remember, a child. And he's truly the one I remember. Look <laughs> how big he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, he's not that smart. He says weird stuff. Like, he's big yeah. and dumb. I like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never watched TJF for the must-see shows. I was just never oh. a network show kid because I just uh, didn't get it. Like, Always none, My house cable. didn't look like... I was just the kid who's like, <laughs> I'm not on those shows. And then, like, there's the premieres I remember are when, like... Nickelodeon put out Ren and Stimpy, Doug and Rugrats. Yes. The yeah, 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 yeah. Like yes. those were the shows that I, I remember when those. Doug premiered. I found Nightcore. Like, it's crazy. Ren and Stimpy that same night. Come yeah. on, mind blowing. Uh, yeah. I found it in the syndication implied in that article. There was there had to be at least two stations that just do what it happens to Law and Order now, like blocks of Nightcore. I yeah, just remember right. that yeah. at almost all times. After school or before bed, somehow Night Court was on. It's like yeah. forensic files in a hotel room. It's simply always available. And I wonder available. if it's just like where <laughs> you live. That is amazing. It, that's interesting because I wonder if it's like where you live because I don't remember Night Court being in the rotation as much as like Cheers so or like other shows. Golden Girls, you would see long blocks. Yes, well, like, I think it's you a still testament do. to what Channel. you were saying though. Like it's just so bland and w- I mean to take that he's right. It is bland and well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like. The timing, all, the rhythm of the show's good. Yeah. They had that shit down pat. What is that and now? They can just fucking is Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory? Yeah. It's Honest, the same kind I of rhythm formula. In the same so, family as like an Angie Tribeca, a sleeper show that I'm totally in love with that just is kind of an homage to dumb joke comedy. Take a seat yeah. and somebody moves a chair out of the room. Just jokes that are that right. yeah. simple. <laughs> Angie Tribeca to me is very like done naked well, gun fun. hot shots. Yes, definitely. But, yeah, but I put fun. this closer yeah. to like, like this feels to me like watching Airplane. And Airplane yeah. is better oh, in every way. Yeah. But it was the same time, like this slipped into the same family of humor. And maybe that's why to answer your, re- like the, the meat buddies question, it's yeah. revered if it happened to find a sweet spot with you. Yeah. I don't think anybody is going to go to bat for Night Court as like the best yeah. show ever written. No. Nobody's going to stack it next Maybe to The really? Sopranos, but it is a comfort. It is, <laughs> and I will say, like I mean, Harry Anderson was like pretty famous from that, right? Like yeah. that launched him. And well, like, if I remember you think Harry about, and like, the, the kind of magic like, he did too. It's like, hey, look over here, but over here I'm doing this. That's what that show's doing. Yeah. Oh, I never it's know. Like, it, hey, oh, right here, and hey, over here. Hey, yeah. it's over here, but oh, he was over here. That's what that, and they're like, he's good at And this. when I was like growing up, Lara Kett was huge. Like, have you yeah. guys ever seen this movie where he's married to Kirstie Alley? It's called Madhouse. 
Oh yeah, I remember no, that. I don't think I remember it's the cover for of that some VHS reason, in rental places. One of these movies that was like just on HBO all the time on the weekends and I would just watch it over and over again <laughs> with my sister. It's insane and it's so funny and like he was a huge star to me. So like I I, I like what happened to him? He's, <laughs> he's, he's still doing shit ordering. Yeah, I Well, think he, that's he's he on that very once right. in a while. I think he's so well known as a as like a lawyer, he could go to courthouses and just Try just like the grinder, he could just, just like live holy the show, shit, the night grinder. court dude's my lawyer. <laughs> I hope I get off this DUI. <laughs> oh, so, so since you're, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little more critical. I don't, sure. I mean, not. I felt like the fir- the pilot was bland. We so we watched the, what I had you guys watch some combination of, but was pilot. Uh, oh, I just fifth season was you said was that, that was a important. fourth season and then a fifth season and then the finale. And the fifth season episode was who is that mashed man? And it was about a uh, the the criminal was a Lone Ranger type character, Red Ranger, yeah, Red Ranger, uh, or who, something like that. Yeah, right? it was yeah, yeah. And he uh, was being arrested for not taking off his mask, and he was literally being yes. he was being in, like arrested for like pr- like intellectual property, yes. like by wearing yeah. the costume, which he apparently mm-hmm. he's like I've never I haven't taken this mask off in thirty years, which I don't maybe they just he don't had a lot it. of that, he, like, that was like the beginning of all his problems, I think, and that's why he was. <laughs> That. He's like, if I have to take this mask off, I have to really delve into who I am. You have to look these eyes in the mirror. Can I ask a question? Yes. When they bring him to the bench, there's the guy from the studio that's like, we're about to make a lot of money on <laughs> yeah, this picture. Right, yeah. You yes. can't wear that. He's in a tux. Yes. Presumably, he's come from the premiere of the movie. I was on, I think yeah. he's going to. He was, or he's or, going to the premiere. Yeah. He's wearing he's a boutonniere like it's fucking prom. Sure. And it bothered me. His date got him. His date to the premiere. You don't premiere. wear a boutonniere to a movie premiere. You don't wear a boutonniere to nothing. To nothing. Court. You don't wear a boutonniere <laughs> I think you to should anything wear it but a prom. Yeah, that's probably true. I think you should wear it to Night Court. Pro tip out there for listeners. Next time you wind up in Night Court. Yeah. Guys, don't wear a boutonniere. So, a boutonniere. I thought, the, I thought the pilot was bland and okay. Okay, and I thought this episode from season four, which I, I picked those episodes from people's list of best episodes of the show, mm-hmm. and the Mashed Man appeared in a bunch of them. But the Mashed Man, I thought, really was less bland and more upsetting. It was so there was a there was a a little person on that episode. Oh, and the yes. jokes about that they make a lot of jokes. And that's actually really they, funny because I could knocking him out with those jokes. Yeah, sorry. I that's just brutal. watch as I just mentioned that they still do blocks of Golden Girls on Hallmark. Mm-hmm. I just like a week ago that's was yes, like getting ready in the show. morning I know through on Golden show. Girls, and there's an episode where Rose brings home a new boyfriend. Yep, and. He's a little person, and, and every out. like the whole episode is about how no one can handle it. Specifically, like, Blanche, yeah, cannot. And everyone keeps being and Dorothy like, thinks she can, but she can't. And everyone's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm sorry, I was so short with you. I mean, small with you. Yes. I mean, midget. Would you ah, like a friend? Yeah, oh, that's like, that's actually it was rough. It's beautiful. It's so and it I great. I like the inverse when it's like, "Bull, you're so tall." But the this one was less fun, and it was yeah. they really just kept doing that over and over again. And there was also. Uh, uh, there his the little person's d- a niece was very attractive and sexually aggressive. Terry Hatcher, TV's Terry Hatcher. T- TV's Terry Hatcher was trying real hard to fuck Larroquette, and he was not having any of it uh, for career the, reasons. I d- yes. Yeah, and I don't understand. Can I just say, like, he could have fucked that lady, and his career would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we he also... didn't know that. But 
I guess from like a female perspective, yeah. can we establish why she wants to fuck him so bad? Unclear. She walks no, in there. Like, that is very unclear. She walks in there just like raring like, to go. Oh, I want to fuck that dude. Underwear yeah. off, bra yeah. off. Just yeah. like, when are you going to fuck like, me? I'm I want like, your balls in my mouth. He doesn't yes. say yes. one yeah. charming thing. Like we're yep. to act as if like Brad Pitt is in that courtroom and she's like, I can't stop. She goes The series so into it. is riddled with women who mysteriously fall for men for no reason. Right. We watched there, another episode yeah. that passed along to us has a judge that just suddenly falls for it like yeah. Harry's on vacation comes back and a judge who's kind of cranky has been sitting in his place and she falls for Harry who's in this disgusting t- he just so fast so fat he she goes from being incredibly rude as is her character yes. to being like wait a minute let's fuck yeah and, and like that is written by a man yeah yes. because yeah. that is I mean because if we have television any, show if we have any common therapy yeah. <laughs> 2014 yes yeah I know there's a lot of them were written by men then um, yeah. It was a very good we time. We had a for real men. good period. <laughs> yeah. It was a good, good time for men riders. We were winning so run. much, we were tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that, like, I've noticed that that is a common, if men have that common fantasy, it is like, we don't have to work for it. Yes. Yeah. And like, and it, when it goes unexamined, it comes out like in that stuff. Although yeah. I wonder if the, the her sexual aggression, I feel like, I, obviously the, the setup was written by a man, but I feel like the person who wrote the jokes was a person who had never had sex before. Definitely. Because her yeah. way a of writer like trying to turn him on. Her way of trying to turn him on. She wanted to sleep like, with me because I existed. She was, yeah. But she crazy. In, she's like, did you know I'm double jointed which is not the sexy like flexible I'm into but like you can bend your yeah, elbows like, really far jointed. back yeah like I'm double jointed you want to see my fingers do weird yeah, shit right now not it's not going to be good for you do you want to worry dick? you just dislocated my yeah. hip yeah <laughs> that's not you want to throw up a little bit yeah that's not like I'm a <laughs> <laughs> It's it's different to be like, can I tell you something? I'm a yoga instructor. Yeah, see, like that's the like kind that. of thing you always get. <laughs> hey, have you ever thrown up with a boner? Check this out. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, no, I want to go in your office it. and suck yeah, out, right? And then she's like, out okay. your fillings. That's what she says. She says, I want to go to your office and suck out your fillings, which is not even sexy. the least sexy. It's like it's, it's so hard. Gross. It's hard to do. I will say that sounds like the kind of thing where you had to write twenty five of them, and the censors got to pick four. Yeah, right, yeah. And they were like, "What's the worst one we could pick?" And yes, like, that one. That yeah. one seems. But it's also like when they show when he show she shows him the um you know the photo booth that's in yes. lobbies of courthouses. Yeah. She shows him the photo she's taken. <laughs> where a bit of fun she's day. obviously taking her made. fucking dress off in the lobby of a court building. Yes. In advance, knowing she wants to fuck John Lurkett. Just in case she meets a hot lawyer. He looks at all the photos, and then she's like, check out number three. And he looks, and he's like, ooga. And I'm like, (laughs) you didn't see that at first glance? And also, what could she possibly be doing? Like, tits? A naked shot is a naked shot. Is she spread eagle? And you're like, that's so much labia. I didn't realize. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about that's Honestly, in that photo? The that's line, a baby. how did you get the stool that high? Is pretty funny. How did you get that the stool pretty, that high was pretty funny. Okay, well, I thought that was a good line about like, okay, so it's her pussy. It's her pussy. Yeah. Okay. I, that's I a good mean, way. That's a clever way to say it. Like, that's my pussy. This is my yes. But then what's number three? <laughs> what could she be doing? What is number I three? Think just like a baby he, yeah. reaching out being like, I think hey. your first point of how did he not see it? If you're handed a Photo booth strip of four photos. Yeah. At first glance, I never look at any you've of seen them. three. <laughs> I don't look at any you've of them. You three immediately. Focus on Honestly, one and two so hard you don't notice the first the, one is if just, the third one is pussy. Is big tits. 
Are you going to hang on to that They're for real a and they're fantastic. What if your concern is that the next one is like a drowning Seinfeld kitten? Time. Like you want to focus on what's good. You want to take, you know, maybe he just didn't make his way down. What if it's just I her sure. butthole? So I'm th- assuming it's a butthole. And then he was like, that's okay. Awesome. That's that's what that face was like. Okay, you don't have to show me. Your I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, when you talked about how it's like clearly written by a guy who's like never had sex. That's yeah. like to me, he's mm-hmm. like, and then in the third photo, she's showing, you know, like what? <laughs> no, it's Carl, obviously pussy in the know. first one. So what's the third, the third one? one? She's like licking her own. Yeah, heels. she's like sucking a popsicle yeah, at the like, same time. Like, like what no, are Scott, we... go on. What is it? Yeah, is it? <laughs> tell us what it is. Because you've had sex, Scott. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, what tell us. go into graphic detail about what the third one is. <laughs> I was just like, it occurred to me why is there a photo booth in the corner? so weird. I don't think there is a photo booth. I think there's a very confused passport photo person. Just some immigrant lady like, well, this is a terrible day. (laughs) Just smoking a cigarette, fucking, so what? (laughs) Not even going to come up on my top ten reel of what happened in this fucking room today. Did not see her. I I did like that physical gag of when he he has to go into a closet, but I was kind of like, show, don't tell. I want to see him spray himself down with a fucking hose. Why did the dude just walk the judge's office, too? Why did her dad just walk, or her uncle? And the moment they started having sex, yeah. I don't know, because it's the, a TV that show. That physical I gag. Mean. So she, he was like, uh, he had a boner, and he had to get rid John of it so Larry he could go to court. Margaret so he, Thatcher was pretty funny. Line. So he decides no, to like break. The, he punched the glass yeah. on the fire uh, hose, pulled and the fire hose out of the he wall, breaks the glass, and then just turns the handle to open the fire hose that's in the wall. You know the fire hoses that are behind glass. Yeah, so that you yeah. have to break the glass. He breaks the glass, and then, and then just it. uses a latch on the outside of the prop door to open it, like the breaking. But, of, it was. So the breaking of the glass was wildly unnecessary. Yeah. Then and he th- drags the hose into the office and presumably sprays his boner so hard <laughs> with the water that it like, have you like never, have I'm you not never, into this anymore. Yeah, again, it written horny? by somebody who's never had a boner. <laughs> have you never had have you never been that horny before? That's real. That's like the realest. Have you seriously I've, sprayed your dick down? I have off. broken Honestly, glass. Have you sprayed your butthole until you came? I'm just saying <laughs> there's another way to get rid of oh, your boner. You know what I wait, mean? Are you saying that that's what he did or that's what he should have done? That's an interesting thought. Well, who knows? I'm saying yeah. he cleaned up words because he, he pokes came in his with head his out. Pants and he's like, "This is not for my dick. I'm gonna put it in my butthole." <laughs> it seems like <laughs> just to clarify yeah. the joke, you couldn't put it on TV, but it seems like he could have just gone in there, <laughs> Whoa, rubbed one out, and been like, "And let's go to court." And wouldn't right. have had to have the iron and all that. That shit. honestly, is oh, a when the like iron goes, that was court. good. When the iron jizzes, when she says I was something hot, and the iron's his... like, "Oh." But yeah. the iron goes. Psh. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Like I was a like good that. Jizzing iron I thought, joke. like, I was like, that's really hard to pull off, and the timing was really good on yeah, that. Like, good. even he like nailed the time. It was like, I was like, that's a hard physical bit. So you it's mentioned stupid. the real yeah. night court, and so this is, I want to I want to add this bit of information oh, yeah. for people who don't know. Um, so night court really does exist in New York. It's not common in a lot of other places. It's not. They don't actually sentence anybody. It's just uh, bail hearings. So they it's an arraignment. But they used to, it used to be twenty four seven, so there used to be people coming in all day. But here's what I, I found out: um, Night Court in New York has a four star rating on TripAdvisor, huh. uh, and it's like uh, billed by like Lonely Planet and other people. It's like a tourist attraction. Go watch Night Court. So you go in and uh, like. So no. here's here's some comments from TripAdvisor. I've Trip been to Advisor. Real Court. I don't <laughs> really watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to hear about that later. Uh, so <laughs> here's some Just buy comments any from. Album. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. So here's a, like here TripAdvisor uh, reviews. We even sat in on a murder murder trial, which was very interesting. And another one, unbelievable how arrested people get judged all night. It is highly entertaining. You see for you see for the most part not so bright people being judged, and anyone can watch! Exclamation point. 
So if you like, sounds like a Black Mirror. How episode. did Trump win? <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see a parade of human misery, also you, can you said watch it's just bail hearings. So you just yeah. go in there, you make a plea. Mm-hmm. It's like bail is set at five thousand dollars. Get next. Like, how mm-hmm. is that fun to watch? Well, so I read it's like watching livestock, is what that is. I read. Apparently, it is kind of interesting because the cases are so nuts. Like, so this was from the lab dot com. Uh, a person went to do it on those recommendations and said the cases themselves include a variety of different assaults, like two homeless people stabbing a person with scissors. Um, the theft of a PlayStation, and a lengthy discussion about a person who punched a dog in the face. The last instance, it became of paramount importance whose dog was punched, and when it was clarified, the bail was reduced from 8000 to $500 because apparently it had been a much less important dog. Well, we need to have Major earmuffed right now. I know. Yes, I have a major dog in my lap. Major trigger. Hold on, hold on. Of What'd that dog say? Honestly, yeah. Did the dog start yeah. it? I don't want to say what she can be a real bitch. Yeah, yeah. She, sometimes she, that dog, say that that dog doesn't listen. Dog. That is also true. They don't listen great. They don't they listen, don't. and sometimes you got to punch them. Billy, do I have to come get your dog out of your house? <laughs> yeah, really. No, he listens. Pretty. I he think listens. Uh, Bo Jackson You're might a need a rescue. Don't isolate that audio. <laughs> <laughs> You're a gentleman. Uh, it does not sound like real fun, and it's yeah. so interesting having read that to imagine like. Because most people, if you're in a night bail hearing, your life probably is not going great. And uh, if you're... Day bail, same for day. That's probably true. Same. <laughs> like, it doesn't also, it's point. interesting because like, crime is down in New York. In I wonder building. if they still need to do like 24-7 well, So they don't bail do 24 hearings. hours anymore. Starting in the late 90s, they, yeah. it goes till 1 a.m. But they don't. They no longer okay. have the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah. Because all the crimes happen before the bars close. Honestly, well, I assume just they open could just later, hold run you. later. You Do you know? think that they, ever they, they on they Night Court, the show they ever went outside? Like, was there ever like a shot of the <laughs> cast in the sun? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't say. Their oh, lives must every now and then they wake up in the office and it was like sunny out every now and then if I remember correctly. Can you tell me what now. happens at the end of the season finale? Which job oh. does Harry choose? So I know he's got 10 good offers. So we'll come back. I'm going to read an ad and then we'll come back and I'll okay. tell you about the endings of some of these episodes. Today's show is brought to you by The Guns Above, the novel by Robin Bennis. So uh, let me catch you guys up in case you weren't listening to the episode last week. Um... So instead of ads for big companies, one of the things we do on the show is we uh, allow listeners to buy ads for their own projects at a much reduced rate. And we call it the meat market for reasons that aren't worth explaining. It's sort of like Sherry's Berries for meat. Yeah. Um, so we've got novels, graphic novels, uh, games, uh, stuff like that, uh, traditional uh, and otherwise types of novels. It's mostly novels right now. Anyway, meatmarket.space, you can see all the people uh, and all their cool projects. So last week I was telling you about The Guns Above, which is this flying steampunk feminist war novel. And I really liked it. And I said that. And I'm telling you guys, to your faces, I really like it. You can keep texting. This is a oh, fine time. It? No, no, you can. I was, I was checking time and then I saw... You, you, Something happened. You can't. Oh, like a <laughs> news alert! And you were like, "What nightmare now?" No, just with my family. Oh, it's not. Per- it, it's good news. It just I wanted to Congratulations. see. It. Oh, my brother got a job. It's not a big Yay. deal. <laughs> Damn it! Him. Damn it! Were you going for that same job? No, I just don't want him to be successful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I didn't mean to stop you. You're welcome. To, this is the fine time to yeah, check. I've never your met him. Good I news. just don't. <laughs> Uh, but so I really like I really like this novel, and I I'm being paid to say that. But I also like it, and I would have said that anyway. But I also am being paid, and so I said that last week. Some people were skeptical. They were like, "How can we know you aren't just saying really that right. part?" You have some like involved listeners. Yeah, they're they're like, how do we know you're not full of shit? Well, it's it, I think it's because of the way I said it. It sounded oh. like particularly open to that criticism. Uh, so they were like, "How can we know that you weren't just paid to say that, even though you're paid to say it, you still liked it?" 
because uh, like if I did an ad for Nature Box, those people are always like, I really love all these great snacks, and they don't. They hate those snacks, and they're very expensive. <laughs> and so that's a good point. So the the only way, I, so in, I can't tell you, I can't convince you of that, but I will just say, uh, here are some things that I really like. I'll be more specific about things I like about the guns of above. So uh, the two main characters are super interesting, and they are not what I expected. And their interaction as uh, non-sexual, I will say, is really fun. Uh, Blimp Warfare, fascinating. Not a great idea. Seems super dangerous. <laughs> Blimp Warfare. I would not recommend it if you're starting a new army. Like, what if we were flying and attached to gas? But uh, <laughs> I, it's fun to hear described. Uh, the gas in the war blimps is called Luftgas. And that made me smile every time I saw it. Uh, and number four, here's this line from the book. Uh, it couldn't be going any better, she said, but she was wrong. For that was the moment Captain Cor- Corny decided to blow his hands off. Anyway, uh, here's what I like about that. In case th- I didn't do a great job reading that line, but here's what I like about that line. You know, unrelatable or unreliable narrator, right? Mm-hmm. Where we don't, we can't trust the narrator. This is more like narrator giving the characters shit, and I like that mm. as an idea. It's more like. Uh, um, the guy Unfor- telling the stories, like judging them. Yeah, a little sassy. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. unforgiving narrator. I really liked it. Uh, uh, not tell, not Check afraid to tell the these characters. These douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> not like that. But All kind right, of like here's that. where we're at. These idiots. It's a Saturday. Here's what these <laughs> fucking idiots have done. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun tone. It's I not do like that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all of that and more available in The Guns Above. Find more about it on the meat market at meatmarket.space, or you can read an excerpt and find links to buy it from Amazon by going to robinbennis.com. That's R O B Y N, robinbennis.com. It's Robin with a Y, but not where you'd expect. Or kind of where you'd expect if there was a Y. That's not, that's not a great advertising. Yeah, like where the I is. There's only yeah. one place for a Y. In <laughs> You're right. That. Otherwise, it's a ribbon. That's where you put it. <laughs> good point. This is my friend Ribbon. <laughs> me buddies, 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 me buddies. Let's talk about the finale of the show. Um, so you, you guys both, saw, you saw all of it, Caitlin. I saw part two. Part all. You saw just part two. Yes. Great. And did you see the finale? No. No, that's fine. My uh, favorite. And you watched part of the finale, but didn't get to the very. I very watched end. like the first fifteen minutes of both parts, yes. and then they got cut off. Right. But my favorite part. Yes. Is when um what happened what happened to Marky Post is what should have happened to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. She just fell asleep and woke up and she had won the election <laughs> in a major it, 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 there had been a reversal yeah. of fourteen thousand votes in where she somehow cut off. I mean that could still happen. Yeah. 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 Well. <laughs> you don't you lose hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, wow, you, Barack you really got under your skin with that hope stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah, that's uh, yeah. so she's running. The DA is running for Congress, um, not well apparently because she's losing to a person who's no one's ever heard of. Who's she's a public defender though, right? Or she's a public defender. Yeah. Okay. She, but she's running against like some guy who lives in a someone in else's a den. den. That was actually that's kind of funny. That voiceover when they're like. It's a strange that he, she's losing to an unemployed ex-tennis instructor who lives in his brother-in-law's basement. <laughs> like, I yeah. thought that was pretty that was fun. funny VO joke. Uh, so, 
so fun things about the ending that I learned. Number one, they the show had been canceled after season eight, and so they tried to wrap everything up at season eight. And then uh, like a week before the show was over, they were like, hey, surprise, we've renewed you for another season. And so they had to undo all of the stuff that they did in the finale of season eight That's to make so a new funny. season. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Then at the end of season nine, they were like, we may bring you back or we may cancel it. We're not going to tell you. And then right before they taped the last episode, they were like, also, you have to have your dressing rooms cleaned out by Monday. The show's over. So they weren't able to tie up any storyline satisfactorily because they didn't know if the show was coming back. That's American TV just does that so wrong. Check a number of seasons. Night Court would have been a great five year long show. Yeah. Yeah. If if they knew. They're thinking about bringing it back, I think. The same cast. I like that. Shut up. They're doing that to Roseanne. Ugh. Is that real? Yeah. That's real. Yeah, yours is not real. They're doing a reboot. Yours isn't real. Mine's I real. hate when I say silly, what I think are outrageous things, and people are like, no, they're doing that with a thing. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm just when like, your exaggeration yeah. isn't as big as the actual yeah. world. Yeah, where I'm like, well, okay, well. That describes life pretty neatly it right now. It does right now, for it's sure. It's kind of crazy how everybody from Roseanne, though, like, is still they're doing working and yeah. like doing a lot of stuff. Well, the, uh, Johnny Galecki well, they- must have more money than Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> He doesn't need to work ever, ever, ever. Because he's got that crazy uh, Big Bang money. He's got Big Bang money. He's got Roseanne syndication money. Yes. He's got production company where he makes new shit. God. And he's always just, he's just got that like, uh, look, them over has got more money than, (laughs) that's... Do you guys ever think, you guys know how Steve Bannon got a lot of money from Seinfeld? Yes. Do you hear this? Wait, you know this? how again? He was a he was a producer he like, on the list. He like bought, his company bought syndication rights and They were resold called something, them or Rock, something? Um, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Yeah. He had something to do with Castle yeah, Rock. With Castle That's Rock. And Rob Reiner's yes. company. Yeah. Apparently he was an Google investor this. in that or something. Anyway, yeah, he made a he ton like of money investor. from Seinfeld was... syndication. So I guess I'm just, when we're talking about this, I'm wondering like, he what evil really are we man money? He got offered <laughs> Seinfeld uh, options or whatever they are as part of a totally separate deal. It's like oh. accidental that Seinfeld oh, money got lumped in. And at the time it was like, uh, it was just sort of a tiny toss-in because nobody had any idea at that point right. how huge that money was going to be. But it ended up being huge. I, just I huge. am very happy that they discovered Steve Bannon's hip-hop opera script. Yes. And they did a table read of it, and it is as bad as you think it could possibly be. Is it, it is, racist? Uh, is it racist? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes is it just racist? I don't understand why he would want to do it's, that. Well, who understands why he wants to yeah. do a whole lot yeah. of things? Yeah. His logic, his synapses don't go. They, they branch out when they're supposed to. <laughs> it's, just he's like a, they just, just shoom, shoom. It's a pile yeah, of cocaine okay. that has veins that well, whiskey if, through it. It, is, it, it feels is, like I we woke should, up on my old fraternity steps face is what it is. <laughs> it feels like we should plug last night's Reunited, which will be out on podcast, because they did a show that was a Steve Bannon-produced oh. morning talk show and Patton Oswalt and Ian Carmel and all these people play the people that were on this. It was like a sitcom about a talk show that Steve Bannon, and it was called Morning Chat or something like that, or Hot Cup of Chat was what it was called. Hot and they kept calling chat. it H-Cock the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned that, Steve Bannon, because whenever we're like we're watching all this stuff on TV land or we're watching these massive piles of... Uh, 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 of syndicated shows, I'm just wondering which particular evil are we funding? Oh yeah, yeah. Who, I mean, it's we like, don't know who's getting funded from this now. I deleted Uber, yeah, but then I found you out that the guy who did Lyft also gave a ton of money to Trump. Lyft so, is a well, company founded business. on "Do you want a mustache ride?" Yeah, yeah. it was never good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. get it. We just can't. Oh. I, yeah, 
Oh. <laughs> well, it's like, look at oh. Susan Sarandon is like the ultimate oh. Bernie bro. Oh. Susan Sarandon's the ultimate Bernie bro. Yeah. She's got a show on FX, yes. which is the Fox network. You know, yeah, like uh, no one can separate their well, politics no from... But they're part of the same... <laughs> for the viewers, I they're part want... of the same family. Yeah. Can we just get Oprah to do it? What? Everything? If you, if you had do Oprah it. do Let's a show fix, on fix. FX, then it would be Fox? No, just get Oprah to run everything. Oh, I yeah. honestly feel like yeah. if Oprah ran for president, not she would win. No problem. Do you think honestly, so? how much more can yeah. we ask of Oprah? <laughs> She's given so much. I think she I has not know. given enough. All those yeah. white women that voted for Trump, Oprah. Oh, that's a All good the black point. women that voted for Hillary, God Oprah. It. it does <laughs> seem like we've really opened this door to non-politician TV personalities now. Right. And actually, anyone her, can do it. That's the new motto. Her business experience might be more relevant than his. All she runs of her an empire. Yeah. More yeah. relevant than his. She runs she an successfully empire. ran an yeah. empire that she actually built. I don't believe she's ever gone bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, not certainly not. And I think she started from nothing. Yes. Yeah. And now she here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the whole team's fucking here. Mm, yeah. Now the whole team her, is Gail, fucking here. Her, Gail Stedman, the whole team fucking here. You know, uh, according to this estimate, uh, she's worth a little less than Donald Trump, but I'm skeptical. His estimates are bullshit because we don't have his taxes. Oh, I can't get That's into true. this. That's true. <laughs> but uh, this is estimating she's worth about $3 billion. Steven Spielberg is $3.7 billion for what it's worth. In terms of billions, how much at that point? I think you got it going on. I don't know. Well, like <laughs> fucking Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett have like $60 billion, something Bill like Gates that. Bill Gates is $87 billion. That's crazy billions a month. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's so, crazy. That's so much money, yeah. you guys. Yes. I can fit all of the money I have in the world in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> in what denomination? Like, I understand that. I yeah. Well, yeah. Need two like, pockets. I I have a pocket. Doesn't so. it can be a pocket in a woman's pant, like Don't, a tiny pocket. Oh. If you pick one of the pockets, you can have all the money I have on earth. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. <laughs> Like, okay, here's oh, how we, rich Tom, or Tom Gates, Bill Gates is. <laughs> Tom Gates isn't doing something there's right two, <laughs> There's two uh, floating bridges in Seattle. Yes. One of them, and they were both free. And there's the, the only two ways to get from the east side of Lake Washington into the city. Yes. So Bill Gates' neighborhood is right off to the left one. So they that one, they just put up a toll. And it's like $4 either way to go over there. So now, like, the poor people have to go on this bridge. Right. The rich people are like, I'll pay $4 either way. I'm a billionaire, so it doesn't matter. That's how much money they have. Where they're going to be like, hey, let's let's make the government. Let's make the highway ours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our I thought bridge. I'm saying now. they were so rich that they don't care about four dollars to drive that's, places. That's, that's exactly impressive. what I'm Honestly, saying. Honestly, that would also be rich to me. I that's, would put that in the rich pile. That's but that's money. what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. They're they so knew rich, that like, four dollars is worth it not being crowded because all the poor people can't afford to go that way. <laughs> that's what they're doing. It's amazing. It's got a lot of money. Those people. All, All right. right. What are you going to oh, do? Wait, can I ask what another night court related thing? What gonna... did you guys think about the uh, scene where all the, the ghost of girlfriends passed oh, uh, yeah. thing that happened in the court? Because I, I feel like I'd one. seen that in so many sitcoms and then yeah. it's been in movies. And I was like, are they the first ones who did it? Or are they like, you know? It was 92. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So the pervy lawyer has a nightmare that he is on trial. The bailiff is a judge. 
Marsha Warfield. Marsha Good for Marsha. What a crazy world. And uh, uh, but the all of the women he has slept with, yeah, presumably, yeah. Um, not just known. I don't know. There were like forty women there. Um, which yeah. is yeah. No, the courtroom is filled <laughs> with every packed. woman he's women. ever dated. He's just, he's just a fuck machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is all spurring off the fact that he's dating a woman whose mother he used to date? Yes. 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 So the, I missed that part because it got cut off. It got cut off. So, so he, then when they did a recap, was, I was like, what happened? He was with this uh, this young lady, and they, he, they seemed like they were getting along, but then it turned out he was just in it for her dad's money. Was he really? Yeah. Okay. Because Roz said that, but you weren't sure. Like, you fucked my no, daughter good enough. I'll give you some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, that um, classic situation. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten those offers, but I've never. It's okay. Funny it's boy. I actually earned it. You want to make some money? Because is he? <laughs> you it, who what is his position? Is he a lawyer in night court? Is he a public defender as well, like Marky Post, or is he? An, he's a DA. He's a DA. He's the DA. He's the best. Okay. Guy. So okay. Okay. You could believe so that a DA okay. would have expensive chase. They make more money. Sure. Right. So he, but he's like, and he's getting ready to propose to this woman because he wants her dad's money. Although we find out in the dream that maybe he proposes to everybody. Anyway, um, he, uh, so he, he is using her for her dad's money. And then the mom comes in and is like, we made out in a car a long time ago. I think you can't, I don't want you to make my daughter fall in love with you and then break her heart. Like you did to me. Again, we're putting a lot of stock in John Larroquette just being an absolute lady killer. Yeah, like, unbelievable. You can't. Well, you, you make out with this guy in the back of a cab for 10. Inch dick. Well, <laughs> do you 18, get a view of that in the back of a cab? I mean. Inches. That is too big for his body. <laughs> it's disproportionate. It is comical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would be as successful. I don't know. Ladies, it, I feel uh, like that would not and they be. they force it into the dialogue. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a voiceover. How thing. do you play? I played I have an eighteen-inch cock. <laughs> sorry, I'm guilty sorry. of having an eighteen-inch dick. That is too it's long. Yeah, that's three feet. That's a foot and a half. <laughs> that's too <laughs> long. It's a foot and a half. That's, that's half. what they. That's what every. I, you know what says. I meant to say? I go. That, I meant to say that's three subway sandwiches, six <laughs> inches. <laughs> Not three foot. That's three six inches. <laughs> that's a foot and a half. Yeah, it is. It's too big. Like but you're that's eating why? That's an adult and child subway. My, yeah, my yeah. Like a that's a six-inch BMT <laughs> plus another six-inch BMT. I'm, I'm on a network What's a six. Thigh and I have a like, foot is, and that eight, cock. is that eighteen inches? Would that be not below even? The knee? That would still only be like an inch. So it would be down to the shin. It would you be think? below your knee. And that's what every woman wants. An eighteen-inch cock. So theoretically, I could be wearing like. A Catholic school approved shorts and my dick <laughs> yeah, would still be dick peeking would just out. Be still. Is, that's a very that is, that would actually be <laughs> No, that would be considered a handicap. I think you would get handicap parking for your car and everything like that. That would be out. a horrible, horrible affliction. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of it, just the last subway sandwich. Your dick's out. Yeah. The last six inches. You is need to up. fold it up again. Your it came unfolded. <laughs> Your comically large cock's out. My it parents comes out like podcast. a magician's handkerchief. It's not even. Gross <laughs> it's not even. There's gross more. Anymore. Your elephant trunk showing. <laughs> so, so then he has this courtroom scene. Is this dream where all the girls he's ever slept with because of his giant penis are like, nah. And then he's like, but didn't you have a great time? And they were like, kind of. And then he wakes up and he's fine. Yeah. Right? So he's it, learned no lesson. So he justifies it in his dream and he's like, oh, good. Yeah, pretty no, much. No, he like wakes up and he's like, I've learned my lesson I'm in all love along. with this woman I've, I've worked with forever. And Did they have a romance in previous seasons? I don't think so. But she has a romance with the judge. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. 
So at so the he's end, like, no, I'm in my love with your Christine. Wait, now, like the... since I'm sorry, my copies got cut off. So what happens when he confesses his love to Christine? Is she into it? No, he doesn't tell her. He just tells that he tells Judge Magician. He's like, I'm quitting as a DA to pursue the love of my life. And the judge is like, Good for you. And he's like, Your girlfriend. And the judge is like, What? And then she wah, leaves. Wah, wah. Yeah. But they're not together anymore. Bang, bang. I don't think so. No, because he's gone on all these dates where oh, he right, gets right. found to yes. be able to be the president of Columbia Man. University. Okay, so the the finale. Let's. I just want to talk about the jokes real quick, and then we got to wrap up. So the um. One of the jokes in this last episode is that he gets offered 15 different incredible jobs from just random people. Yeah. Just Judge from judging his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> he does judge. <laughs> Judging so hard. He gets offered a book deal. Look he gets offered a, a professorship. Judge. Meanwhile, you're not the best judge if you're in night court for nine years. <laughs> right? Yeah. Never a promotion. Yeah. Still in the night court. He comes in there very cocky and I'm like, you sexually harassed someone at the last place and they like let you keep your judgeship, no, but young. you have to do. He's, he's just young. young. He's just but nine years in, nine years, so and then you get a to be partner at a law firm. You get yeah. a professorship at a Ivy League mm-hmm. college. These are crazy. So you guys, mm-hmm. as professional joke writers, are like, this is an interesting setup. What is going to be the punchline right. of all of these jobs? And the punchline is, they were all real, and he picks the best one. That's it. Hilarious. There's no joke. There's no. There was Leading no. Leading over. Let's get Chinese food. All of those people were real jobs, and he just chooses the professorship because it seemed like a good use of his skill. And then he decides, actually, no, I'm staying in night court because I'm changing people's lives because I'm addicted to cocaine. <laughs> yeah. You're also not changing people's lives at night. Well, court. he he brought. There were two songwriters who tried to murder each other, and he's like, he "But your songs were good." And they're oh, like, like oh, Simon okay. and Garfunkel. Yes, but like, oh, like, yes. and oh. so they were like, like the couple like in the Solman pilot, Solman and yes. Garfunkel, all leave. I'm going to see myself out. I should go. Even the dog. I like like that. (laughs) Major just woke up and was like, Caitlin, what have I told you? Problematic. (laughs) That was problematic. So it's problematic. So he just decides to stay a judge, but there's no punch. It, it was just those were all real job offers. They were so done at that point. That writer's room was yeah. just yo-yo between having a job and not. And right. every, yeah. like they wrote dream jobs. That's what they, they were just like, yeah. oh, yeah, you have 15 fucking jobs. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just mm-hmm. so mad. Here's a joke. I want to. This is an actual joke. I wrote one. Uh, there's a bunch of them that I'd like to, dis- to discuss, but I only wrote one down. So we're going to talk about this. Here's an actual joke from the finale. Uh, Bull comes in and is like, phone call on line one. And the judge is like, we only have one line. And he's like, that's why I didn't say line two. Oh, that's that's the joke. It's the whole joke. I love it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, all the comedy I was Marsha Warfield's lines. All my, the comedy okay, is like, yes. it's about to be a... Colli- collision in the cafeteria. If you don't <laughs> There's get out a of lot of face. jokes that were like, based on rhyming words, and she did a lot of those. Like on, like on a, um, But what I loved about her, alliteration. Yeah. What I loved about her, so she's the bailiff, sassy bailiff, and she just would say something mean and then drink coffee. And every one of them, you're like, oh, you know, that you're done with that joke because she took a big hit of that coffee. Yeah, she it's, it's a trigger so the dummies know. Like, and now I laugh. It's laugh time. Yeah. <laughs> every time. She's just so deadpan. I really yeah. liked her. It was fun. Yeah, uh, Roz. She was, totally was the fun. kind of character I could see in a current show right now oh, like absolutely. i could see her in a yes. current show whereas like fakie mcfakerson in the pilot who's like you don't mean yeah oh brother <laughs> like the, the it's <laughs> a real honor to call you harry yeah well, it's a good thing that's oh. my name <laughs> and that's the pilot we're like boom boom can't wait to see nine more seasons yeah. of this the executives are like we love it in the case <laughs> oh it was that guy Nine seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so let's wrap up with one more compliment. We're going to do the minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order of the way we started. 
which means, Caitlin, you're going to go first. What's oh, your what's last that? compliment for Night Court? Your last nice thing you're going to say about nine seasons of Night Court? It is optimistic in a way I feel like we we need. Uh, I guess that's more of a major compliment. Uh, I was fine. rewatching uh, Star Trek, which I dearly love for the mm-hmm. same reason. Night Court takes a, a dystopia, a terrible place, not a, a, a wonderful part of our society, right. and in, injects this ridiculous magician who's really good at... Those are poor people in, where in the real world when they go to no, night court, their life is ruined. Yes. Like it's fines that break them and it's a cycle that they can't get out of and it's full of uncaring people that just shuffle them around like paper. And yes. this show is this alternate reality where a judge actually cares about every person there and is really nice to them and uh, makes an effort to keep them out of the kind of trouble that would be detrimental to their lives. This uh, feels very glass half full, because another way to describe that might be like, the court's sort of like glossing over the sadness of life. Well, they can't like, fix that. They, like, it's... Like, the main, it's, to, doesn't the pretend TV is about possible. escapism, right? trying to make right? the best out of a shitty situation. I one thing they're miss, The main thing they're missing about the realism of Night Court is all the families in the audience crying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get deported. There he is. Yes, I thought he was dead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where are we going to get a thousand dollars? Goodbye. I appreciate the optimism yeah. in the face of a bleak world. That's true. That's fair. My minor helmet is uh, uh, the episode had some pun titles that I kind of liked. Yeah. So the episode with the uh, the Red Ranger, who so he's he's like the Lone Ranger, but he's going to kill himself by dropping an air conditioner on his head. Mm-hmm. And the episode's called uh, "Who Is That Mashed Man?" Yep. That joke is better than that phone call. Mashed. Who is that masked man? (laughs) (laughs) See? Like like 20 20 year old joke, still making people laugh. Just got you. Making me think is what it's doing. (laughs) 30 year. Jeez. Yeah, got you to think. All right, Kara. Minor compliment. Um, I'll, I will say... Um, uh, I don't have one. Uh, is no. that the sound of a I actually, coming? off of what we... The scene that I looked up with the Roadrunner and yeah. stuff, I kind of got to give props to shows that in the late 80s, 90s were doing anything weird like that yeah. and going against reality and, and kind of just doing stuff that was out of the box because you know that the network was probably like, I don't know if our viewers are going to get it. And they and, probably had to fight for it. And yeah. It's, and animating I think that's that cool. character probably cost more than the rest of the season combined. Yeah, yes. getting the rights from like yeah. Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah, is Warner Brothers is Looney Tunes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I think I give them Bill props and for Jim that. Warner. And I don't know. I guess they go into space at the end of the finale. That's kind of weird and crazy. No. So okay. Yeah. So you didn't see the end of it. So Bull has thought people were following him. Yeah. And, he, and then he's I like, "Oh, part. it's those people. They're aliens." But then they're actually just old Jewish men from Florida from jupiter florida right and then he's like oh you're not aliens you're just my friends from florida and they're like no bull we're actually from space we're going to take you back to our planet jupiter because there's stuff on the very high shelves we can't reach and he's like i'll go and then they go beam a light and they're gone and that's the very end of the oh series. my god that's hilarious that's Is what it? happens if you live no, in new york it's, i mean hilariously bad <laughs> that's, years. that's hilariously not the way i thought that things were going when i watched the first 15 minutes bwd what's your minor compliment i think my it may be my favorite show because it's just. It's this feels exaggerated. <laughs> no, it's not. I've it known is... you for a while. Never heard you mention Night Court. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's fair. I just hold it close. Um, that's how you can tell it's it's a real love. Is he doesn't. I just do. Tell I think it's like it. it's it's just one of those shows where it's like if you hammer in, it's just proof where 
there's a reason certain jokes always work if they're done well mm -hmm. because like there's something about timing and knowing the rhythm that all that whole cast has that it really never goes away the whole like it just gets better like their cohesion so that's really impressive to watch even though they sometimes the, like you said like sometimes the jokes you're like god just kill myself yeah <laughs> but you're still like that was pretty funny was, they did it good it's like they did that they really did good. Those, yeah those people are so short that's the diner yeah. like this these are greasy eggs and shitty and yeah yeah potatoes but that's exactly what i fucking yeah. wanted yeah that's I, where i, I that's why i'm going there yeah. yeah that's why i'm, that's I'm going to eat biscuits so you, and you gravy don't right like now. it if it's not what you order you don't order <laughs> duck all orange at a shitty diner is there you anything you should once just to get <laughs> just to get what you deserve? <laughs> it was not good. They don't, that place does not make duck good at all. I'm gonna give us two stars on Yelp for the duck. Uh, is there a show now that you're watching? You mentioned the one, the uh, Andy Tribeca. I Andy love Tribeca. it so much. Oh man! I'm just wondering if this is a thing that you had to have watched as a kid to get that feeling. Yes, I think of the you, greasy diner food. Um. I mean, it's airplane happened first, yeah. And movies like that, uh, and then Police Squad and Naked Gun movies. Totally, and Police Squad. It's uh, Angie Tribeca is a love letter to Police Squad. It is? It's and it's very, very well done. Are I'm we talking about like because there is something? There's an art form to playing dumb, mm -hmm. and yeah. to playing, playing that kind of aloof, dumb so straight. Yes, like, yeah. it's an art form. It's uh, fucking amazing. And the Naked yeah. Gun movies and the Hot Shots, like all those movies, like were my absolute like favorite things. When oh, I was totally. Growing. Like yeah, Chris so Pratt I, and Parks and Rec. Yes, yeah. he's amazing. Parks and Rec is close. To, yeah, that's yeah. It has so much heart and such. But Angie Trebek is hitting it harder. It's Angie like Trebek these very visual yeah. physical gags. Yes. It's very like Don't Call Me Shirley. Yes, like, oh, I definitely check that out. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and I have a. I have a Alfred super Molina's crush on Rashida Jones. Oh my God, who doesn't? Like fucking the, doesn't? Since the first time you see her, you're like, who's that new girlfriend? <laughs> 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 who is that? I will never be able to what talk to What an original crush. I don't care. There's Everybody a loves her. Yeah, there's Wait, a reason. Yeah. What, what a hipster of crushes. What What's the person he's supposed to be in love with? That no, it's just like funny because cool to everybody be loves Rashida love, Jones. Like Women I know are like, I'd go gay for Rashida Jones. Like yes. Everybody loves her Rashida Jones. Her and Courtney Jones. Love her. Like, that's who I would Courtney Love. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna say. I was, I was gonna like, say. That, here we go. Here's the, an interesting no, non-hipster. She killed. She killed our hero. Well, she, did. <laughs> she did it. She did do it. She hired someone. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, that's it for our show. We're going to leave it right there. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, next week, we are talking about The Big Lebowski. Because... <gasps> Finally, someone... Why was I not on this one? I, I, know. I know every word. It's I know. Uh, so my sometimes co-host, Ezra, uh, doesn't care for it. And we're... So this is what we're calling a guilty displeasure. Ooh. So this is something that he knows he should like, but doesn't. And uh, I, the people I asked to be on the show, I was like, Ezra doesn't like it. And they were like... He's an idiot, but I see what he's talking about. So it's going to be an interesting A discussion. lot of my parents came home from watching that movie and were like, that was the worst movie we've sure. ever seen. Yeah. And then I went and saw it and watched it 75 times in college. Yes. One quick thing you should yes. look up in your, in your, uh, for the, for your research for that. As the dude at the very beginning is writing out the check for milk that uh -huh. he's buying, yeah. he's watching George Bush Sr. Yeah. on the thing going, this aggression will not stand. Yeah. He's writing out a check. The date, September 11th. <sighs> Just fucking check it out, ma'am. Well, we know who did it. Yeah. 
So the Cohen brothers, Kurt. the Cohen brothers, <laughs> and the dude brought down the towers. Yeah, Nothing controversial here. So it was, it was, it was not even an inside job. It was still outside, but a different outside. Yeah. Than yeah. It's, so, not you, it's not who you think it is. Man, that would be a surprise. Uh, anyway, so that's next week. Uh, enjoy our guilty displeasure. Uh, big thank you to our sponsor this week, The Guns Above by Robin Bennis. Also, thank you to Helium Comedy Club and to Bridgetown for bringing you lovely people yeah. into our town. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and Jeff Bridges for 9-11. <laughs> First, Jeff Bridges did 9-11, Billy, and if you want to talk about it more, we can talk about it. I do. <laughs> I like that theory. <laughs> We'll get it out there. <laughs> All right. And uh, follow everybody on Twitter. I'm Alex underscore Falcone at Robot Caitlin because she was wearing a robot costume one time. Just that one time. And at Kara Clink. Yeah, all K's. There are no C's in there. No C's, oh, all yeah. one word, and all one word at Billy Wayne Davis because no one took it. Also call uh, at Fuck Twat 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other. That's your other handle. That's my other. And handle. listen to get, get any one of his records to hear about all his time in actual court. Yeah, there's a new one coming. Will that have court stories? That's it. Might be just live from court. I've been in here several times. Could I? Who books this? Could I just? Could this I? Club? No. Oh, court. I see. No, the I'm court. Sorry, yeah. I was doing a. I know who books this club. Yeah. You were acting. You so do seriously. have to be booked to get into court, huh? Yeah, um, you do. And they Jeez, don't. Ask I can't you. imagine why they you guys love you. this show so. They tell you. <laughs> they tell you your avails as well. That, yes. That's how they book it. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're going to be. You're, you're available here. this day yeah, at nine in the morning. See you in a suit. Wear a boutonniere. You guys aren't going to like the condo. All right, we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone.